Welcome to the Feld Podcast. I am your host, Sam Iscavel. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting us and what we're doing here. Don't forget what we're doing is sharing people's challenges and people's failures so that we can see what they learned and maybe it can help you learn, help you skip some things maybe you shouldn't go through. But we've had a fun time with everyone we've sat down and talked to. Today, we have someone in studio that I think is going to bring a, a pretty good, interesting, a pretty good, an interesting perspective in life just because of where he grew up, how he grew up, and what he's doing now in the creative field. And he's also launched a clothing company, which I'm curious to, to learn about what he's what he's faced doing that as far as challenges and see what some of his goals are. And so this is going to be a great conversation that we're going to have with. And I'm going to give you his name in a second, but I'm going to he's known as Grizzly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on a podcast that he does with two other guys, two other osos, if that means bears in Spanish. Yep. So it's three osos. What's the name of the podcast? It's called Osos Golos. It's called Osos Golosos. Look it up, type it in. I'll put it in the link below, so you just tap there. Go listen to it. I listen to it, but you can watch it. And I think <laughs> I think if you want to get a, a more of a laugh, then watch it, you know, because you get to see you guys' Reactions. facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, wake up. Wake up. Are you asleep? You have to sleep. No, yeah. I'm I'm no, but it's just it's fun watching y'all. But I listen to because I'm always moving in my in my car and stuff. So I listen to it. Yeah. And it's still good. Dude. I still enjoy it. And so Jose Macias. Macias. Macias is in the house. Welcome, my man. How you doing? Introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about yourself and then we'll jump right into the Fell Podcast. All right. Thank you for having me, Sam. Yeah. yeah. My name is Jose Macias, aka Grizzly. Uh, I have my own podcast, Osos Golosos. Uh, we're on all platforms. You want to take a listen? Yeah. And I got my own clothing brand and my own print-on-demand uh, business on the side and everything. Yeah, dude, I love it, man. So we were talking earlier, and you grew up in Southside, Fort Worth, and coincidentally, so did I. So yeah. if you tell me anything that's not true about Southside, I'm going to call you out on it because I know <laughs> Southside too. You know, yeah. I'm, I think I got like 15 years on you. Yeah. So we lived in two different errors in Southside, but it still remains. There's a lot of things that continue to be the same. Mm-hmm. Tell me where you grew up, how you grew up, how what, what the world around you was like, what developed you to who you are today. And I would define you as funny, as a creative, mm-hmm. and, and you're outgoing. You're chasing some dreams. Like yeah. when you think podcasts and clothing, dude, that's aiming for the sky, man. You know, yeah. one does those two things and says, I want to do it for fun. No, you're <laughs> aiming because you want to make an impact. You want your voice to be heard. Tell me a little bit about your how you grew up and you know what what you were like when you were little yeah so i grew up in the south side uh on seminary mccart um i've been there i've lived there since man i'm 27 now but like 24 years of my life there yeah and uh as a kid man i was you see how i am now i was more timid and shy and more kept to myself when i was smaller yeah just because of uh just the environment man it's I think back then, if you were more outgoing, you were seen kind of like weird because mm-hmm. everybody over there in the South Side is a little serious, takes life a little too, too serious <laughs> at times, you know? Yeah, yeah. But that's me, man. I mean, were you were you like a troublemaker growing up? Were you a good, you know, everything by the book, good grades? Uh, my parents would say I would be a troublemaker, uh, but within family. Yeah, so yeah. as soon as I stepped outside the doors, man, I was more... Uh, 
you know, getting straight, good grades, yeah. getting oh, yeah. everything done right. Um, my environment made me look at life differently. Yeah. So, like, just the way the culture was back then, it's yeah. uh, you saw a cycle that uh, wasn't really a good thing. Yeah. Know? What are some challenges that, that you did face during that time, you know, during your adolescence, like 15, 16, 17, like in high school? Those seem to be informative years man they're tough on an individual if you're not strong-minded if you're influenced easily mm -hmm. dude it can really hurt you and you fall behind a lot and so what were some of the challenges that you faced growing up uh growing up man i would say my biggest challenge was my mom always being sick her whole life basically since yeah. i've seen her uh i've I had to grow up pretty fast I had to, i had to learn to fend for myself because yeah. mom being always at the hospital and dad always at work um, it's basically, and then I had two other, uh, you know, siblings that weren't really in my life per se as a good influence. Yeah. So what, what were the gaps like between your brothers and sisters? Uh, I think we're all separated by six years. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. That's, so that means the other one was 12 mm -hmm. or younger, right? Was one younger, one older, or both of them older, both of them older. I'm the baby. Got yeah. it. <laughs> so, okay. So you mentioned your mom being sick. And we don't think about that kind of challenge in life and what it does to you. Mm -hmm. Did was it? Did it make you sad? Did it make you angry? You said you had to grow up fast. What were some of the things initially as you started understanding that you know this is not a good thing? Mm -hmm. How did it start developing the way that you think and look at life? Uh, definitely, my mom being sick kind of made me more angry and sad, just because it was like. Um, she couldn't be there half the time for the events. You know, as you're smaller, you have oh, football yeah. games, you have baseball, little events and, and like that you want to go to. But yeah. her not being there, it's uh, it's going to make you like, why is she missing out on this stuff? Our other parents, you know, yeah. are, are there. And my dad, I was being busy working. You know, I love to do. I love his hard work. And um, I think it's just uh, seeing a family member sick makes you uh, see life differently. Yeah. Because, you know, for sure, life is really, really short. Anything yeah. can happen to whoever it is. Do, do you felt like that that you were trying to make the best of all the time that you had with your mom? Or did you just feel like she's sick and she's going to be around forever and you kind of took it for granted? How did you behave towards your mom with that, uh, with knowing that she was sick? So being smaller, um, I would be like, my mom's sick, but she always came through. Yeah. You know, she always came out the other side healthier, came out even better. Good. But then she'll get sick again. So, like like I said, that cycle kind of got um, familiar, familiar. I guess it got, like. It was just the way your family yeah. was. It's just the way I got used to seeing it. My yeah. mom being out, going back in, going out, going back in, going out, back in. So I got used to it. Yeah. So it, it kind of made me cherish more of the moments that I have my, with my family members. Since, since she's passed away two years ago, I've kind of like, okay. Uh, I got all this time that I start need to start spending. Instead of chasing the bag, yeah. spend more time with your family. Cause got it. It's hard, man. I get it, dude. So, okay, looking back at your relationship with your mom, you know, we reflect and we ask ourselves, this is what my mom taught me. And sometimes our parents, maybe they don't have the words or experience to teach us, or maybe they don't like read books or things like that, like what we have, mm -hmm. like mentors and stuff. But what were some of the things that she was in your life that she taught you, whether she told you or she just did it by the way she lived? Uh, I guess by the way she lived. And by the way, yeah. if people are watching, this is a lesson 
um, on respecting your parents, you know what I mean? Especially like, and, and, you know, if, if they're healthy, but even if they're sick on how to act, like either or causes us to behave a certain mm-hmm. way, you know, it's just, you got handed a mom that was sick. Yeah. And so that does something a little different in your heart. And so what were some of the things that she taught you that you carry with you today? Uh, so I've got her loving heart. So, uh, you know, you look at me, I'm, a, I'm this big dude, kind of looking scary, as people some say. Kind of like a grizzly. Kind of like a grizzly. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a big old heart, man. I think Good. that's one of my big, uh, that's my best characteristics about me is I care about people. So from her, I got that because yeah. even though she was sick, she would take care of my brother and sister and myself, mm. made food, you know, and whatever we needed, she tried her best to get it done. Yeah. And my dad's the same way. My dad's real hardworking guy. So I, all my hard work and good work that could came from him. Yeah. And just being loving and not taking things for granted. Yeah. Cause she would always, um, I guess she said like, man, I wish I would have taken care of myself better or done this and done that. So also just taking care of yourself is a big thing too. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And if you're watching, just in case, man, this is not beer. This yeah. is uh, water. This is liquid water. I have to say, because there's people watching yeah. me that they're going to be like, Sam fell off the deep end. No, no, yeah. this is water, okay? And so we're. Well, there ain't nothing wrong with drinking through the yeah. podcast, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you crack it open, dude, that's yours right there. Look, yeah. crack it open. It's so funny because uh, look what it sounds like. Oh, that right? Yeah. It doesn't even sound like water. And it kind of looks like a Modelo can, too. <laughs> so, enjoy. We're just getting di- hydrated in here. So, okay. It's interesting because I'm looking at the dynamic between you and your mom. Yeah. But you're a young kid, and you're in the house, and your dad's a hard worker. So, he has to clock in and clock out a full day at work. Mm-hmm. He's probably tired. He's coming home. But he also is her husband. Yeah. And you're watching the way that he is a husband to your mom. What did you see that your dad dealt with? What were some of the challenges that he dealt with that you're just like, man, that, you know, I got to give it to to this man. Like he's really stepping up, you know, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you got from him just from observing and watching? Oh man. My dad, to be honest, is my superhero. Cause I mean, from what I see, it's no other husband would have lasted this long with my oh. mom. Because, you know. They forget the vows. Dude. Yeah. That dude is part in sickness and all that. Yeah. When it's true, it yeah. sucks. It's true, yeah. And then the way I seen him, I was like, man, it's it's kind of like um, you see the amount of chivalry he had. Uh, yeah. He always tended to her. Even though he was tired from work, he was make sure she was good. Yeah. Make sure she had everything she needed. Mm. And, you know, and just seeing him, I can see how he, how well he hid his pain. Yeah. Because, you know, as a male, you can't really show your feelings. And he was a prime example of that. But he was always a loving father to us. Uh, but seeing him tend to my mom and making sure she was good no matter what happened. Yeah. And seeing him coming him coming home hard from work, tired, and I'm pretty sure stressed out from, you know, from whatever my mom goes through, he always made sure that he had a good smile on his face. Mm. So that's how I, I've seen him as a good, good, strong character in my life yeah. that, that and, I got to learn everything from. And you said that your mom's passed away. Yeah. She passed away two years ago. Um, what have you learned since then? 
right? How have you seen your dad now after, you know, because that's a, boy, talk about a challenge. You know, it's one thing to have her in front of you sick, Mm -hmm. but it's the other thing that, you know, there's this dilemma where you're like, man, she's in a better place. She's not going to be sick. But selfishly, we're like, no, no, no. I'd rather have my mom here, you know, but how has that, what has that caused in your life? What has that challenge taught you in this past two years? Mm. Like I would say, my dad, the way he is now, I can see he's a lot less stressed. He's a, uh, he looks kind of scary calm, you know, because I see him now and I asked him, I was like, do you like feel any sadness or do you grieve? And he's like, yes, I do. It's, it's, I just, you have to learn how to live with it. But the way I see it, this is him talking to me. He's like, the way I see it is she's finally at rest and she's finally feeling good. Yeah. And that made me click. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Being selfish. I want her here no matter what, even if she was still sick, you know, still having her here is the, is the main um, objective, you know? Mm -hmm. But as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what? You're right. So I, I came to learn to make peace with it because she's not sick anymore. She's she's Now she's chilling. She's doing whatever she wants to do. And always, no matter what, always watching over us. Yeah. So just be like, uh, just learning to accept is, the, I think, the hardest thing for anybody. Yeah. Because once you accept them and it's, I don't want to say life gets easier, but it gets smoother. Yeah, I got it, man. Yeah. So how's you and your dad's relationship now? Oh, it was good. Uh, yeah. we, I always try to call him since then. I call him every week. Even yeah. though we, we don't live far apart, I was I know, like, look, yeah. man, how you doing? Is everything good? Yeah. And then we'll go out to the Southside Bingo and then we Got just it. play for a little bit with him. Yeah. But it made our bond a little stronger. Made me, uh, like I said, visit family more because you never know. Yeah, dude. So, okay. So now you're, you and your dad's relationship is a lot better now. And your family life, it seems like you learned a lot. It's definitely developed who you are and then let's just jump ahead you graduate you know you're living life and then uh i don't know how many jobs you had but you pointed out that you worked at fedex for a little bit yeah you were there for four years yep. <laughs> and, and when people tell me they get fired i always think of friday you know you get caught stealing boxes or whatever yeah. but anyways tell me a little bit about your work life and and we're just we're leading up to your you know Grizzly's creative self. Okay. Okay. And so you're working, you're clocking in, clocking out. What what's going on there? What are you learning? And then what happens? Uh, so it's just I've worked construction with my dad almost my whole life. Yeah. And if you don't mind me asking, yeah. what doing what? Uh, masonry work. So God. brick and stone, everything that has to do with brick and stone, my dad knows and I know now. Okay. But it's just, that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's, it's hard, hard work. It is. And being out in the sun, you know, kicks your butt. And I was like, man, it's, I love, the money is great too, but putting this much hard work for just mm. little rewards sometimes yeah, kind of yeah. like, you know, wears people out. Yeah. Uh, so from there, uh, my first actual job was working at Domino's. Yeah, and then from Domino's I went to U-Haul, and then from U-Haul, uh, Elias, which is one of my f- friends on the podcast, he worked at FedEx. He called me up one day. He was like, "Hey, you want to come work with FedEx?" And I was like, "Why not?" Yeah. So I was there for four years, man. First year I was a driver, and then my second, third, and fourth year that's when I got promoted to a manager. Got it. So and then you had an epic fail, man. This is the funny <laughs> one. Okay, so it's a, I don't know why, but five, 
stories about getting fired are funny. Some, yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes they're sad or whatever. But yeah. Okay, so you get fired, bro. Okay, that's the fail. Mm-hmm. Tell me, you have to tell me why, or maybe you can. But yeah. what did you learn? Because when people get fired, okay, they're either comfortable. You said you had bought a home. Mm-hmm. Things, you know, you were relying on that money, and now that money was going to be gone. So this is a challenge that's either going to make you rethink life, redirect life, or come up with something new. So what did it do f- to you? Because, you know, a lot of us, sometimes we need that that nudge. If yeah. not, we'll be there another four years before we try something new. And so you mm-hmm. kind of had this uh, unpredicted, you know, thing happen. <laughs> yeah. So how did you how did you deal with that challenge? And what was next after you got fired? And, and the reason I'm going to point out, because there's a lot of people who are going to get fired. Yeah. And uh, for a lot of them, it's a bad time. It's a gray cloud. And, you know, it's. You can, miss, you can get pretty bummed out. Yeah. How did you handle it? You seem to be doing better now. Walk me through that. Okay. So when I was working at FedEx, uh, since I was a manager there, um, for I was there for four years, like I said. Uh, within my second year is when I started my side gig because I saw the amount of money our contractors were making. And I was oh. like, if they're making this much amount of money, let me do something myself so I can bring my own money. You know? Yeah, yeah. So my fourth year uh, was in like 2021. Um, it was like the beginning of the year still. Uh, our contractor had sold his routes and came in with a new contractor. So if you didn't know, FedEx is contracted delivery drivers uh. and FedEx is his own entity. Um, so whenever he got, he sold out, the new contractors came. They were pretty cool. You know, they were loving guys. Uh, but my old contractor left a bad taste in the upper management's mouth. So oh, like, yeah, yeah. they were trying to clean house. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was short on drivers. Uh, over there, you had to do a DOT test. Yeah. So mine had expired that week. Oh, man. So we were short on drivers. You know, I didn't have anybody else to do this route. I hopped on, logged on, knowing knowing that, you know, my shit was expired. Yeah. And they caught it. They were like, hey, man, you can't be doing this. I'm sorry. That's a big old violation. You're fired. Man. So, and then. Yo, I was just watching that for you, man. <laughs> yeah. I was like, look, bro, it was either not get these packages delivered and fail service yeah. or, you know, I'm, or get fired at the same time. Yeah. But I still got fired eventually. <laughs> so that happens. What did, what was your first night, first week? When did you start realizing, dude, I made a mistake? And when did it switch from it's a mistake, but there might be an opportunity? Yeah. So, man, the first week I was bummed out. Not going to lie, kind of like depressed, bummed out. Because yeah. I was like, man, it's this was... What was feeding me, what was keeping the roof over my mm-hmm. head, what was paying the bills. What were some of the, like when you say depressed, what were some of the things that you were doing? And, and the reason I'm identifying it is because some of us may go through, a, you know, a small period of, of depression. Yeah. But we never hear what people go through during that time, you know. Mm-hmm. So what was your day in and day out? How were you sleeping? How were you eating? Things like that. So when I first got fired, and my mom had passed away like a year be, uh, before. So... When I got fired, I had a whole week to reflect. Mm. And what really got to me was whenever my mom passed away, it was so fast that yeah. we got done with everything. The view and everything was done in a week. And then she was buried and everything. So I didn't really have time to react. Yeah. Because I was always busy at work. So within that first week, I got fired. Second day, I was like, damn, I really did get fired. I'm not going to work. Yeah. So... Uh, I was thinking about, I was like, how am I going to get these bills? What am I going to apply for uh, next? I got to find something that matches kind of the pay, what I'm doing, yeah. what I was doing at FedEx. And I wasn't, 
I got kind of caught in my own head. So I was like, man, I need to do something. If not, I'm going to be a failure, you know? Yeah, dude. And it's just, I was down. Uh, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to go out. Um, I was just, I was eating more, you know, depression yeah. makes you eat a lot. And I was just like, uh, damn, bro. I was like, I really just stepped down to her. I was, I imagined myself on this pedestal. And you were doing good. I was you doing were manager. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got fired. And I was like, damn, I got to start all over again and put all my energy out again, mm. you know, to start over. Yeah. And I was just, I was just down. I was like, man, I, I can't do it, man. It took me four years to get where I was at. It's going to take me another four or eight yeah. or longer. So... So when you wake up and you were like, you know, you got the sword out and you're like, yeah, to, today yeah. is the day when I'm making a change. So uh, I think I was the third weekend. I was like, look, bros, uh, like I had mentioned, I started my side business. I make shirts and I was like, look, I got to I see people making like thousands of dollars a month yeah. just doing shirts, popping them out, doing customs, you know. So I applied myself more to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, since I was wearing that FedEx, I didn't have any time for it. So I just had yeah. the machinery there. And I had put my, uh, you know, my time and energy to it. I uh, started getting some orders in, started making, cranking out shirts, making a little bit of money. And I was still like, this ain't enough. I need to, I need to find another job. Yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> I had a kind of like moment to realization is uh, I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, look, bro, you're motherfucking grizzly. I said, yeah. No matter, you've been through a whole bunch of stuff. You always came on top and your mom always taught you no matter what, man, just mm. keep on going, you know? Yeah. And from there, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm right. I was like, I'm tired of being in this slump. I got to do something. Uh, I started applying myself to more jobs, uh, putting myself more out there. And at the same time is whenever uh, the idea of Osos Golosos kind of came up. Really? Okay, slow down. Let me <laughs> let, I had to pause. There's two things. Okay, so you went to the mirror. You had a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize that whenever you fail or you have a challenge in your life, there has to come a point where you talk to yourself mm-hmm. and you look in the mirror, like almost physically. Like sometimes yeah. it might happen while you're sleeping and you have to just say, bro, you got to snap into it. You got to do something mm-hmm. now. So that's so important for those people listening right now that have you had that conversation in the mirror? Have you said, you know what, dude, you're not you're not doing what you want. You're not going to reach your dreams unless you tell yourself enough is enough. And I'm glad that that kind of happened and you mm-hmm. point that out because some people need to hear that. Yep. But you also refer to yourself as grizzly. You know, yeah. you're like, you know, you're like, you're a grizzly. You got to step. So it's a nickname <laughs> that yeah. you have and you had for a while. Mm-hmm. Tell me where it came from. Who gave it to you? What's the significance of grizzly? Yeah. So grizzly got, it was a nickname I got given by my sister mm-hmm. when I was uh, 13. Because yeah. I was always big my whole life, you know, and then uh, she had came back from California because she used to live out there. And then she was like, you know what you remind me of? She was like, you remind me of a little grizzly cub. Yeah. And ever since then, they started calling me grizzly at the house. No more, like, no more uh, Jose or Daniel, my middle name. It was always grizzly. So no matter where I went, I introduced myself as grizzly. Yeah. And um, I think I've kind of, that nickname suited me. Because yeah. grizzlies are super calm, you know, but once it comes to go time, mm-hmm. you know, they're a total beast. Yeah. And I had to realize that come to Jesus moment when I was looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. I reflected a lot where my childhood was. The, the you know, the struggle of seeing my mom sick, uh, always coming out, always pushing through with it. 
Uh, you know, the environment was super negative sometimes. You know, growing up on the south side, you already know how bad like, it was. So, so your, <laughs> your mom's life was motivating you. Yeah. That your life was like, this is nothing. Like, yep. my, I just got fired. Like, I'm, things are still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, but your mom gave you motivation. That's yeah. That's, that's powerful. I'm glad. That's, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, that's where my motivation comes from. Because it's like, man, if she can pull through through anything, why can't I? Yeah. You know, and she was sick. But no matter what, she always came through mm. until, you know, the final time. I guess she was tired, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I just, you always got to look yourself in the mirror when you're feeling down and remember who you are. Because yeah. uh, the way I see it is God wakes you up every day because your, your story ain't done yet. So you just, you're waking up for a reason. Your purpose mm. is still not fulfilled yet. And so you mentioned the Osos Golosos mm-hmm. as you start launching the, your shirt company, your printing company, but then you start talking to your friends. And now we're stepping into the guy that I know, the guy that I met. We met at a networking event. I always forget who hosted it. it I think it was Fort Worth Roots. Fort Worth Roots. Yeah. No, well, Fort Worth Roots, but it was the other guys from like Panther. Oh, the Funky Panther. The Funky yeah, Panther yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, uh, PBR. It was all this thing, but it was a great event. Yep. And that's where I met you guys. And you're a podcaster, okay? Mm-hmm. So tell me how you stepped into that. And the reason I think that this part of your life is is so interesting is because a million people want a podcast. Everyone yeah. says it, right? Mm-hmm. And forget it. There's 10 million podcasters. But yep. there's a few that can actually do it because they don't understand the work that goes behind it. Mm-hmm. So you start talking about it with your friends. Yeah. What is the beginning process? What is the beginning steps that y'all take to launching and doing and figuring out your roles in the in the podcast and how, what what y'all were gonna do. How did all that look? Uh, so me and Elias, or, or AKA Ghost, uh, we've all ever since we worked at FedEx, we were always on the phone just talking a whole bunch of shenanigans. Yeah. And just we'll have random people join the call and then they'll just join in and you know chime in with us. So from him he he was the one that actually came i was like we should make a podcast you know just just an idea yeah and we were like so, and he's like the quietest one yeah. he's the one that said <laughs> he, he's super quiet super shy man but he's outgoing once yeah. you like you know crack him open but uh i was like you know what i'd be down yeah and we, it's been in the talks for like months and then juan is old type friend of mine since elementary he's been mentioning that he's been wanting to start up a podcast yeah so one day he had hit me up out of the blue, you know, which I guess it was meant to be. He's like, hey, I'm down the street from you. Let's go out to eat. And then from there we ate. I mentioned it to him. He's like, you know what? I'd be so down to start it up. He's hmm. like, I already have half the equipment from what I did with uh, Spectre, which is like the little group they're in, the oh, filming okay. group. Yeah. I was like, all right, dope. So we had, I talked to him. I was like, you for sure want to do it? He's like, yeah. Talk, called Elias. I was like, hey, bro. I think it's time to start it because yeah. we have somebody, a third, basically, yeah. that knows what he's doing. And then from there, we all met up and we're like, what's it going to be about? And I was like, I don't know, bro. Just It's more of a... Yeah, like, it's like Seinfeld. It's <laughs> yeah. about nothing. It's about everything. Yeah, nothing <laughs> and everything at the same time. <laughs> and they were just, you know what, let's just, let's just do what we did. Just go off the dome and just flow with it. Just yeah. go off each other's energy. So starting off, what were the, some some of the challenges that y'all faced, mm-hmm. and what what did y'all learn, and what did y'all how did y'all have to adjust right right off the bat so that y'all could keep going and create momentum? Mm-hmm. And this is just great insight for a creative or someone who wants to launch a podcast. So tell me a little bit about those things. Okay, so we had to get the equipment 
first yeah. off. You know, we had the equipment we still have you use now is the cheap mics that were like you know, $25. Yeah, and then yeah. the stands, like another 25 And then Juan already had the recorder. So, you know what? Okay. Uh, we're going to do, how are we going to do it? We're going to do audio or video. Uh, from there, you got to be like, okay, we're going to do both. But as we begin, get everything like, uh, I guess, situated. Yeah. And within our first couple episodes, we had to learn how to use the recorder. Uh, what good audio to use, how good our voices sound, what do we need to improve, how close or how far we need yeah, to talk yeah. away from the mic. And, all, and the biggest thing was time. So we all had to get a schedule set mm. where we can all meet up at the same time every week and without being a problem. Yeah. That worked for like a good two weeks and they were like, <laughs> oh, we got to change it, bro, because we're busy. Was like, okay. And then we went through another, we chose another day, different time. And just... Now we changed it again to where, like, for sure, for sure, we all know we have time for this day yeah. at this time. You're like, Monday done. at 1 a.m. Because <laughs> it's just so hard, man. Yeah. And we chose Wednesday, yeah. you know, the middle of the week. It was like, Wednesday, 6 o'clock, we'll be here at my house and record. Yeah, if not, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. You got to you gotta commit, man. Yeah. So, okay, when did it become serious? Like, when was, like, like if in the beginning, in the first few mm -hmm. episodes or 10, you could be like, man, I, man, I quit, man. This is a joke. Like, it's, it's not working out. When did, when did that start going out? When did y'all say, you know what? No, no. We're doing this, and it, it doesn't matter who's listening. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. Well, so I guess within our third podcast, for our third weekend, yeah. we are like, okay, now that we got all the, everything that we need to know out the way, it's time to go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're always just flowing off the dome. There's nothing ever scripture, nothing ever said. We're just like, how did? What do you think about today? And yeah. then from there, just whole com whole hour, thirty minute conversation. Well, I've watched a lot of your episodes, okay, and they're crazy. I'm gonna put the link below, okay. So just go listen <laughs> to them, and then yeah. if you're my friend, let me know what you think. I, the, you know, again, we're both Fort Worth podcasts, and so yep. one of my objectives is to support local podcasts and creatives, and you know, meeting y'all at the networking event. I assume that yours is the same thing to yeah. kind of help each other out. Yep. And so thank you again. You know, I know we're well into the show, but for coming on the Ooh, Felt Podcast, me, I think this, this is great. Yep. It shows the camaraderie, you know, that we can have. Mm -hmm. And so the show's super funny, but one thing stood out to me, and that is that you are so honest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm almost, I'm scared <laughs> to be honest yeah. that as much as you are. Mm -hmm. And in life, I think, and this is just my opinion, that it's a failure when you don't know how to be honest. Now, there's a there's mm -hmm. a limit. Don't be rude or ugly or, you know, things like, or malice or anything like that. Learn to limit. But, yeah, mm -hmm. but y'all do it so freely. And y'all say things like, dude, y'all don't care. And I'm like cringing yeah. on the other side. And then my wife's like, oh, what are you listening to? I'm like, D -d 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 don't worry about it. <laughs> it's for me, you know. Yeah. But tell me, and all three of y'all sharing that. Did y'all talk about that? Is that just the way that y'all are? Are y'all aware of it? Are y'all how are y'all developing that? What are some things that y'all are setting up for the future with the podcast based on that real talk and then slash being funny yeah. and working together? Uh, honestly, man, I guess it's just how we all are. Yeah, uh, we're just we're outgoing, but at the same time, we're not afraid to say what's on our mind. But when we're all together, yeah. you know, because we all know. Uh, when you got real good friendship, you can make fun of whoever it is and then never have hurt feelings or they learn how to fire back. Yeah. And I guess just growing up with them, man, they helped me, you know, uh, 
uh, come out my cocoon because like yeah. I said, I was timid. I was real well kept to myself. So I've always been inside, bubbly and outgoing. And then they helped me come out. But uh, it's just, we're just like, you know what, bro? Just, since we ain't got no topic, just say whatever says off your head. No matter what it is, bro, we'll just jump off of it. Yeah. And then we got the first two episodes, we were kind of scared what to say. And then we were, at the end, we just know, F it, bro. Just, just go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, I can from, tell. And then from there, we just, I guess we just got more ballsy and we're just like you know what this is yeah. this is who we are i mean if you accept it or not but this is how we are now if a podcaster f- sat with you someone who wants to launch a podcast how many episodes are you all in oh bro like 45 i 45. think <laughs> so what what are some of the things that y'all maybe got wrong in the beginning but then what are some things that you've learned now that would you know you feel like would help someone else if they're jumping into podcasting or just being creative i would just say just go for it yeah uh don't overthink it because if you overthink it you never do it yeah because uh, people always plan but they never you know take mm. the plan to action yeah. uh i would say just learn how you want to do it uh if you want to do audio video get it down uh, if you want to do both we video came later on for us because oh, okay. we didn't know how to record it um so I would say learn what you want to do. Audio, video, uh, Anchor FM. I don't know if have you used that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Anchor FM is a free platform to let you put your stuff everywhere, basically. Yeah. No excuses. Yeah. Nowadays. No excuses, bro, because all your sources are there. Yeah. You just got to use them. Just go for it, man. Get your get yourself a good recorder, a good mic. If it's just you, learn what you want to say and just go for it. Now, I, I study, like, like not music, mm-hmm. but, like, musicians and bands in the 70s, 80s, you know, maybe back to the 60s, dude. And there are groups that were together. They started from a good place. They were friends, and they mm-hmm. would eat together. But then something would happen. Like, either it was money, contracting, or the contract, or writing songs or credits that a lot of the bands that we know now, famous bands, mm-hmm. they end up fighting. They end up, you know, splitting up and they'd show up and then they do their song and then they leave and everyone hates each other. Yeah. And in life, I feel like whenever we have a good village, a good community, it, it's so important to to really invest in, in a long term relationship. And a lot of people don't. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't and then there's something like a podcast in the middle of it. Dude, if you don't set some things up, it could blow up in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and friendship is so important. So tell me, what are some things that maybe subconsciously or maybe things y'all have talked about that are helping you so that you're around for a long time? Like, how are you planning the long journey for the Osos Golosos podcast? Uh, so we all agree on a, uh, a goal. Yeah. So our main goal is basically... Um, are you in it for the long run? Yes or no? And everybody's like, yeah. And then, but we don't try to make it into like business mindset. Got it. We're just here to do it for fun. Yeah. That's why we're just like, it just go with the, that's why I guess separates us from how we are from the other different people is because we come in, hey man, this is fun. All funding games, no yeah. matter how many people listen to us or whatever happens, we're just doing it just to yeah. meet up, you yeah. know? Oh yeah. So if it ever does get to that point where you know, we're making good money. I think even no matter what happens, we'll, we'll probably, we'll butt heads. Everybody does. Yeah. It's like, uh, we're going to talk about this, this day. And somebody's like, I don't want to talk about that. You know? Yeah. So you always have to just be like, come together. Always focus on that one goal. Yeah. And have fun with it. Uh, I think always have fun with it is the best one that keeps people together. 
I agree. Um, so in your in your dynamic, y'all have three guys on mm-hmm. the show. That's hard, dude. I'm like, I'm solo. Like I'm interviewing someone. Yeah. And so it's like a fresh episode every time that I'm sitting with someone. You know, different vibe. Mm-hmm. Di- you know, different stories, different perspective, different everything except for me. I'm the only thing that doesn't change. Yeah. But for y'all, dude, it's like y'all with each other all the time. You know each other so well. How do y'all, what do y'all do or what are some challenges that comes with that? And what are some things that y'all do so that that doesn't happen so you can continue to be creative and create new episodes? Uh, so do you ever like finish someone's sentence? You're like, you're going to say this dude. Cause yeah. I know you so good. Yeah. Uh, having that connection that of us knowing each other, how we are, yeah. we already know what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, whenever you see the episodes, you can tell, like, we'll pick up where they left off yeah. or we're like, oh, you know what? You used to do this when you were younger. And then you're like, oh yeah, you're right. Cause y'all can't lie in front of each other. Cause no. y'all know each other. You're like, bro, yeah. no, nah, bro. You weren't ever tall, bro. Yeah. Why are you saying you're tall, bro? Yeah. You know, like things like yeah. that. You ever... I think that helps helps you all be real. Mm -hmm. What are some challenges that y'all have had up to now? 40 something episodes. That's a, that's, that's a good amount. Mm -hmm. What are some things that you're just like, man, that was dumb or I'm glad we went through it. We're better for it. Uh, Like I said, just the scheduling. Uh, That was the hardest thing for us because everybody has a life and you got to like work around it. Um, But I think the hardest thing was there was a time where, uh, we we're trying to set up the video. I was like, "Okay, man, this is now for real, for yeah, so real." Yeah, put your makeup on because we're about to be, go live on the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like this is now for real, for real. People are gonna see us. Yeah, and so it's like we gotta kick it into gear now. Yeah. He's like, "We gotta wear clothes. We can't just come in our boxers anymore." <laughs> yeah, we can't be looking bubby no more. You know, just in our tank top, yeah. just chilling and lounging around. Even though if you look at the videos, we look yeah, the same. pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like they're gonna fall asleep. Yeah, and y'all, they, I'm not making fun of them. Like, watch it. It's mm-hmm. it, that's part of the spiel, right? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I think I would fall asleep. <laughs> The couches the look couches. like really fluffy and stuff. Oh, they're super comfortable, man. <laughs> and so congrats on the podcast. You know, I wish you three guys, you know, success. And, yeah. and I hope your your listenership continues to grow. Yes. And, and I'll be listening from afar <laughs> and supporting y'all. And so if y'all see me tag them or post anything, that's this yeah. is one of the faces. And hopefully... Tell your your buddies. You yeah. know, I would. I, w- I don't know how it would work out, but I would love to talk to all three of y'all at the same time and see what what comes out of it. I think yeah. it, I think it might be fun. You have like a perfect setup out here. You show me. I was like, yeah, that'd be a perfect yeah. spot. We'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Dude, we'll do it by the lake. Yeah. Okay. We'll fit. We'll ever, fish it. No. <laughs> and so you have another chapter in your life. So you're doing this podcast, and things seem to be going good. Mm-hmm. But you still had a drive. Like it seems like this drive is inside of you to to do something, to do something creative. And you've launched a clothing. Uh, what would you call it? Clothing, clothing line clothing and apparel. Brand. Yeah, I think I would say more of a clothing brand. A, a clothing grizzly brand. brand. Yep. A grizzly brand. And on one of the episodes, I, I was watching the episode when you when you talked about it. Yeah. And then I went. I looked it up and. And you're like, I'm going to be selling them. And today I talked to you and you said, man, I've sold out. Like I'm low on inventory, which is a good and bad thing at the same time. Like you never want to run out. But when you run out, it shows that people are supporting your thing. And so if everyone, if you're listening, you can't see this. So you got to have to go to my Instagram or to the YouTube. But here you go. Like he gave me this right here. You see that grizzly? This is a hoodie. Yep. You know, I'll wear wear it in the summer, bro. It's fine. I'm going to be sweating like a dog. (laughs) And so grizzly apparel. I like the graphic. Very cool. And you got a green one. Yeah, military green. Military green. It's 
Pretty cool. Tell me how this came to be. And right away, dude, like what are some of your your goals? What are some of the challenges that you're facing? And, you know, how do you feel about doing this and people supporting you that you don't know? So um, how it, that started was um, I like to go to the gym. Even though it doesn't look like I, like I go to the gym, yeah, you know, yeah. I love going. I love like driving my weights. by the gym. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I got you. Don't even matter. I believe you. No, yeah. no worries. No worries. Yeah, I like to go and like live my weights, you know. And I've kind of like looked at these other gym brands, right? So yeah. I was like, man, uh, I would go buy one, and then the shirt will fit smaller than expected, or yep, yep. their target audience doesn't look like me, you know. So from there, and having my experience from the print on demand, like making custom shirts, I was exposed to a whole different type of types of shirts and material until I found one that is actually local here in Dallas. I like the fit. So I was like, you know what? Let me make a brand uh, that fits everybody. Yeah. So no matter what it is, what you do, it fits to you. Yeah. So the shirt, it fits. I like to say it fits like a, a big and tall without the big and tall feeling. Got it. So it's nice and loose. The sleeves fit comfortably. It has a little length to it, to, yeah, but not too much. Yeah, I don't want. I hate when I go to the gym and I'm doing a, something like this, and then my shirt goes shirt up goes because up. it's short, you know, or yep. or I don't want like super long tees either. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? I need to find something to where it's best of both worlds. Yeah. So I found the brand, found the clothing uh, line that's down the street, basically, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pair up with you because I love the way mm. your shirt fits on me. Uh, and then I started making shirts for my family members. Yeah. And I was like, hey, give me feedback. How does the shirt feel? How does it feel? Do you like the link? The, the, yeah. How's the shoulders? How's everything? And was like, everybody was like, this is like the best shirt ever. And it's really? super, super light. And it's like, you know, it's nice. super, super light, especially in the summertime where you're working out. And I was like, okay, this I think this is what I'm going to go with. So... Um, the brand itself is just be yourself no matter what. Don't be mm. afraid. Uh, let be yourself. That, uh, come again. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just go for it. Just go for and it. And have that grizzly mentality. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about that mo- that that model there. I think that's that. And it's weird, but when you shared about growing up, yeah. your mom and working, doing the podcast, it's it seems like you summed it up in that. And you put it in this brand. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to put that message out there? What, who, who are you trying to reach and say, dude, this is, this is how I want you to live life. But you obviously support me through the, through the clothing brand. Yeah. But what, how did you come up with it? Because you have to sit down and write it out and be thoughtful about mm-hmm. it. Tell me more about it. Uh, for me, the grizzly mentality is, of, since I've had that nickname, I've always looked into these, these bears. And I was yeah. like, how do they act? Uh, bears are grizzlies are super family oriented. Mama bear takes care of the cubs. And I was like, you know, the first thing I thought about was my yeah. mom. I was like, all right, cool. And whenever a bear is just chilling, he's just chilling, living his life, eating, you know, mm. doing what he does best. Yeah. But when he feels threatened and when it's time to do some damage, damage is done. Time to go at it. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? This is, this is, I guess this was, uh, I guess it was fate. You know? Yeah. I was like, this was supposed to be grizzly. And I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, perfect yeah. name. Tell me a little bit about the support that you've gotten because you've sold out. 
Yeah. You don't have to. Don't, don't order none from. Not <laughs> no, no. If someone wants to order something, obviously mm-hmm. I'll put it in the description and I'll link them to your Instagram. How are people ordering shirts from you right now? As of right now, since I'm still fairly new, it's DM me on Grizzly Apparel Company. Send on Instagram? Your, on Instagram, yeah. There you go. And he'll work it out through DM and then mm-hmm. y'all, y'all can get a shirt. Yep. And so, okay, the first challenge that you shared with me that you've had is inventory. You didn't have mm-hmm. enough and now you're out. Tell me what, what you learned when, from that mistake and what are you going to do so that it doesn't happen again and how, how are you preparing from here forward? Uh, so as of right now, what people need to understand business is where for me right now, I'm at the beginning stage, is uh, anything that you get from any business it's all invested back into it. Yeah. So if technically speaking, I haven't made any profit, you know, because everything I get goes straight to it. Um, I was shocked at how much people bought it, I guess, because the relationships that I build with people, strangers support you more than sometimes family members. Yeah. And uh, once the family members start seeing it, they're like, okay, now he's serious. Uh, you know, this is going somewhere. You know the, 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 the shirt you make? Can, yeah. I, can, I, ha- can I have one? Yeah. <laughs> like, bro. Go on my DM. No, just yeah. I'm like, you know, I mean, sometimes I see my like, business is business. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, if you want to support me, buy a shirt. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. You know, and but just seeing other strangers buy my brand mm-hmm. is like, damn, bro. I was like, this is actually I got something going then. Dude, I can't. Well, I work out at a gym right by right by here. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm gonna put an order in. This ain't DM, but I need an extra large black. Okay. Okay. Give me one of those because I'm gonna wear it to the gym. I got and you. And I'm gonna see how if people respond, whether they listen to the Phil podcast or yeah. anyone. But they'll catch it because it's gonna start hitting Fort Worth, yeah. man. And so, guys, keep your eye eye out for it. But here's how mm-hmm. it happens. Here's here's how we fell. As friends, okay, we support any other launch uh, or startup or established brands, and we spend our money day in and day out, and we don't even know the owners or anything. And every now and then, you get an opportunity where a friend of yours or someone from your community being here from Fort Worth launches something. And then we, for some reason, it's not in our in our mind to support them, but yet yeah. we're supporting so many other people that we will never know. And so, you know, that's one thing. Whenever I, I was thinking about you guys at the Osos Golosos, mm-hmm. as soon as I heard you announce this, it, it in my head it clicked. I said, I want to talk about the Grizzly Apparel, even though I want to talk about the yeah. podcast. But that's what that's what motivates me about my friends and families and my community is whenever. They're doing something that's bigger than that community. Yeah. But the community gets an opportunity to birth it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so if you're listening or watching, you have yet another opportunity to help birth something that's going to go well beyond Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, but but that's it's starting here. It's so like, like today he walked in here and he hooked me up with this. It's the, probably the last time that he's going to do that if his company <laughs> continues to grow. But those are the stories that we remember. And so this is the time. And so if you're listening or watching, please get one of these shirts, wear them out when you're working out or just, you know, shopping or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, we got to learn to support one another. Yep. Tell me your thoughts <clears throat> on the word failure. Okay, like how do you feel when you hear the word failure? How do you handle failures in life? And these are the final questions that I ask my guest um, to kind of close the episodes. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about those. Uh, failure, oh man. When I was younger, I would see failure as a bad thing. Yeah. Because I was like, man, I didn't get what I needed to get. And you just kind of get bum yourself out. But growing up, 
seeing how, you know, I always bring my mom into it because she's always been a big expression, but seeing how she's supposed to fail so many times through her health, she's always bounced back. Yeah. And seeing my dad hardworking, he failed some of his business in 08, failed, you know, but he bounced back. So I'm like, okay, uh, I need to start seeing failures as lessons. What did mm-hmm. I learn from this failure that I can use to not fail again or repeat yeah. the same thing? Uh, growing in uh, Southside, it's a cycle, you know. Yeah. And you're like, okay, seeing this cycle or failure, uh, you know how you don't want to be or how you want to grow up yeah. or what business you want to go into, the group of people you hang out with, you learn from it. Uh, failure is not a bad thing. Now it's a life lesson that you have to have to learn uh, that way you don't do it again. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it's not a bad thing. Uh, some people say it's uh, like super bummy and like, but I get it. You know, I, yeah. I was I was going through it, but now nah, it's a life lesson. You're gonna learn what you need to learn, yeah. and during that time, it's a reason why you failed. It might be a, you know, it's, it's holding you back from committing more of an error, oh, or yeah. it's like it's putting your uh, your dream a little bit on pause because you're mm. going a little too fast for yourself. You yeah, know? yeah. Some things you got to learn, right? Yeah, you can't just skip over it. You yeah. have to learn it. Do you think failures played, or just not just failure, but challenges of life in life, played a big role in who you are today? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I've learned to be super outgoing. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, life's a lot better when you're yeah outgoing. When you're grumpy and closed down, mm-hmm. it ain't fun, man. I see people driving all the time, and they're just I'm like they look mad. Yeah, and, and like and I'm not even next to they're in another car, dude. I'm like. <laughs> No way, man. I don't want I don't want to live like that, man. So I, I love that, man. Be outgoing, be kind, be loving, dude. It ain't gonna hurt you. Yeah. And it might live somebody else's day. Uh so final thoughts that you wanna leave the the audience with. Uh give me some give me your plugs, your handles, uh, how people can find you. Okay. Uh, so I will start with the plugs. Um, you know, Osos Golosos podcast on Instagram. Uh, for our podcast, and you can watch us on YouTube, you know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever you're streaming on, we're on it. Yeah. Uh, Grizzly Apparel Company is to help support the brand. You know, it's not for me; it's for you. You know, feel comfortable with it. And uh, I think just one thing I want to leave with people is uh, motivation doesn't exist to me. Okay, I'm going to explain to it is motivation is you get it with action. So if there's no action, you don't see your improvements. And if you don't see your improvements, there's no motivation. So you always got to attack it, go through with it. Once you start seeing results, then your motivation starts kicking in because you see it. You actually physically see it and you f- or feel it or hear it, you know. Yeah. And that's just what motivates you to keep going. Motivation doesn't start from nowhere. It's you have to get to action. Thank you again for coming on the Failed Podcast Everyone that's listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned something. I enjoy uh, just sitting down talking with people and sharing their stories. And, you know, if you're listening and you're going through a tough time, realize that it's it might be a pause. Mm-hmm. It's a lesson to be learned. Don't give up. If you're aiming for something for real, if there's a big dream ahead of you, these failures and challenges aren't going to stop you. They're going to make you stronger and they're going to teach you some things that you need. And then when you got those lessons, you take your next step forward. But don't quit. Keep your head up. Thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next one. Grizzly, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you. Keep going. I'll keep on listening. And we'll see y'all later. Later.